0: This is Anna from the Pop Prison Power Podcast, and this is the Geek World All Stars Podcast Network. Broadcasting very fast and very dangerous from the planet Malastair, you are listening to So Wizards. You're thinking, "You said people gonna die." The only podcast to make the Kessel run in under twelve parsecs. There'll be no one to stop us this time.
1: What's going on, everybody? It is time for episode number 462 of the So Wizard podcast. I am your host, Joey DiCarlo, and with me, my co-host, the queen of all nerds, Aubrey Litchfield.
2: I have a childhood friend.
1: And the expert,
0: Dr. Marquis, hey, Markellis Riggins. Yo, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to the show.
1: You are listening to So Wizard podcast, where three friends... <laughs> damn it three i'm still working on three it. three friends
2: but... and an adam
1: that's right three <laughs> friends discuss the world of nerd podcasting weekly on the geek world all-stars podcast network this week we've got our review of transformers colon rise of the beasts but before we get into that how the hell is everyone doing this week Marcellus reagans how are you
0: i'm doing good despite the fact that uh, T Public is trying to send me into an early grave. Uh, what happened? I Disney just hates me. I don't know how they know about us, but they know about us for some reason. So Wizard is on their their freaking radar. I put up a whole bunch of new designs, uh, Spider Man inspired designs, you know, because into the spi- across the Spider Verse came out last week. They were up for about two days, and then T Public sent me an email saying Disney has removed all of your artwork. I'm like, you motherfuckers, except for one, except for Joey's. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Like, they're all exactly the same. They all have the same type, the same, like, design. Everything was the same. In fact, Joey's was the one that was more like Spider-Man than anyone else's because this was like the traditional one. (laughs) And for some reason, Joey's artwork is still there. Everyone else's is nowhere to be found. Screw you, Disney. So uh, if anybody wants to buy some Joey exclusive merchandise, uh, get it now before uh, Disney realize what they've done.
1: <laughs> maybe it's not Disney. Maybe it's like Sebulba. <laughs> We're on his radar because we said so wizard. That's what it is. So,
0: yeah. So other than that, I'm, you know, I'm still pissed at Disney, but I'm trying to figure out a way to get these designs back onto public. So, yeah. Uh, So people can have something else to choose from other than
1: (laughs) Joey. And they definitely should. (laughs) (laughs) Aubrey Litchfield, how the hell are you?
2: Uh, I'm hanging in there. I just finished like a 70-hour work week. uh, So I'm a a little tired this week. I'm hoping that next week maybe I won't be as tired. But I also have a pretty full week again this week. So we'll see.
1: (laughs) Well, without violating any NDAs you are getting closer to be able to say what you did or have been doing for a long time
2: yeah uh, yeah I'm pretty excited uh to share it with everybody uh I was really excited I I'm I'm really excited for my son to see my name in the credits and everything so that'd be it'd be pretty cool
1: awesome awesome yeah I saw uh some footage of it the other day it was like world premiere then it it came up so
2: it's, uh, it was really cool to watch that with, with everybody and, in um, I'm really excited to talk about kind of what, what exactly I worked on in, <laughs> in what pieces I worked on. Cause I, I think it's pretty cool. Um, especially when you're doing things, you could be like, oh, okay. <laughs> so, it was pretty broken before, but
1: awesome. Well, I guess that'll just have to be a tease for the future. Well, how am I? Um, I'm okay. I'm okay. The, uh, past weekend was my daughter's college graduation party. So we had a party at the house, a whole bunch of people here. We had a ton of pizza and cake and all this stuff. And we had a lot really, really good time. But then after like 50 people left, we, uh, First of all, just so you know, we had all this soda and no one touched the ranch dressing soda. <laughs> They've <laughs> learned their lesson. <laughs> yeah, there's still three bottles of it staring at me. So I don't know <laughs> what I'm going to do with them, but no one touched them. But yeah, we, we had probably about like 50 people here and then everybody laughed and we're, we're sitting there and there was just a ton of fucking food. Left <laughs> yeah. We got a giant cake and like, yeah, everybody ate a lot of cake, but it, it barely made a dent in it so we had all this fucking cakes so we made people take it home and we've been we spent the next like day and a half just eating pizza and cake trying to get it out of the fucking house nice. so, yeah there goes my diet but um yeah it was it was a lot of fun and, and then I went to the movies um then right back to work today and here we are recording uh, I'm ex- super excited about next weekend I'll say later on what we're doing next weekend, but I'm super excited because it's the last weekend for a while where I have like something legitimately planned that I have to do. So then going forward for a few weeks, I can just fucking like have a normal weekend and just do my errands, go to the movies, relax. I'm very excited for that. It's a very exciting time for us. But yeah, just your typical, you know, tired, doing too much work, you know, putting that pod before life. So,
0: (laughs) you know, it sounds like you need to kick back. And open up a bottle of ranch
1: dressing flavored soda. <laughs> y'all get y'all fixins. <laughs> if I ever was like going somewhere and like that guy that runs the company, like Lester, yeah. was there because that's what his picture is on the bottle. It's like Lex- Lester's fixins or whatever the fuck it is. I'd bring the bottle with me and just like smash it over his head. <laughs> <laughs> They'd think I wanted to get it signed, but I really just wanted to assault him with it. So. No, not Lester, man. Come on. We love it's not his fault. <laughs> I, I signed up for it. It's not his fault. That's right. He just made the gross stuff. I you know, <laughs> I was molded by the ranch dressing. He just, <laughs> <laughs> well, my body definitely looks like it was molded by a ranch dressing. So enough about us. Let's talk a little bit more about us. Marcellus Reagans, please tell the listeners where they can find more. So is podcast.
0: All right, so everybody can head on over to soulwizardpodcast.com where you will find a brand new episode every week. You'll also find an occasional movie review from yours truly. You'll also find some reviews and some recommendations and interviews from the one and only Adam Wallyhawk. You'll also find our merchandise there, t-shirts, sweatshirts, stickers, coffee mugs, all located in our tea Public store. You'll also find our social media links there. We have Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. So definitely get at us. You can subscribe to us on iTunes and leave us a five-star review while you're there, if you can. Now, you can find our podcast wherever podcasts can be found. And that's including the Stitcher Radio app, Podbean, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and Good Pods. We have a YouTube page with new content premiering there regularly. So definitely check that out. We have a Patreon page where you can support the show. And for as little as a dollar a month, you'll receive exclusive content year round. Shout out to all of our buddies in the Geek World All-Stars podcast and network. Back to you, Joey.
2: A podcast takes a lot of work. Okay. You have to organize the guests. You have to do a Google calendar and and you build a following. It takes a long time and I've been working on it for a while. Okay.
1: All right, guys. Time for our review. Transformers rise of the beasts. Of course, as always, we're going to start with some non-spoiler talk. We're going to talk a little bit about our trips to the movies, how we feel about the franchise and then we'll have our non-spoiler impressions. So if you haven't seen the movie yet, you'll at least know what we thought. Then Mark Ellis will drop the drop, delineating spoilers. And the rest of you can bounce or stick around as we talk about it a little more in depth. So to get started, Aubrey Litchfield, are you a fan of Transformers and the Transformers movies?
2: Um, I was a fan of the Bumblebee movie. The other Transformers movies, not so much. I did enjoy the Transformers cartoon growing up um, in the 90s, but I would say that's probably it for my Transformers love. Noah is definitely much more of a Transformers fan, and uh, my brother is as well.
1: All right. Marcellus Reagan's, what about you? Yeah, I was never a big
0: Transformers fan when I was a kid. Like, I, that, the idea of robots that turn into you know, cassette players and guns, like, I don't know, it didn't really appeal to me at all. Um, so I was very excited to see how they were going to make this into a movie. So I am a fan of the the 1986-ish animated movie, because I'm a big fan of animation. So I'm a fan of that movie. I'm a fan of the first Michael Bay movie. Uh, I think that was actually pretty good. The rest of them, I couldn't care less. Uh, and I am a fan of the Bumblebee movie. I don't love it, but I, I enjoy it.
1: All right. Um, yeah, I have a confession to make as well. Uh, you know, i the right age for, our you know, Transformers should have hit me. Mm-hmm. The right age, I think it was like six or seven when they first came out. And uh, I just was never a big Transformers guy. <laughs> I had Star Wars. I went right from Star Wars to He-Man to G.I. Joe. And then from there, I never got into Transformers. I always got, get into other things like Centurions or mask or Christ what was the other thing I was obsessed with. I, I don't know. There's all sorts of
2: he visionaries.
1: Man. Yeah. No, I loved He-Man still, you know, He-Man, GI Joe and star Wars, the three like pillars for me. But, um, you know, there was always other toy lines I was into. Like I said, Centurions was a big one that only lasted for like a year, but then there was like visionaries, Starcom, all sorts of stuff. I just was never in transformers. I don't know if it was cause, the bigger things were just too expensive or what, but I just was never into it. Um, I did watch the cartoon and I did really like the 86 animated movie. I think it has a fantastic soundtrack. Um, the Michael Bay movies, just not a fan at all. I, I saw the first one in theaters. I hated it. <laughs> I saw the second, third, and fourth ones in theaters and hated them. <laughs> I uh, think the fourth one, that's the first Marky Mark one, right? Yeah. Guys, we found the Transformer. (laughs) That is the first time I ever fell asleep in a movie theater. So I slept through about half of it. It did give you that good line, though, where he's like, where's your warrant? And then the other guy's like, my face is my warrant. (laughs) (laughs) And then I never saw The Last night. I liked Bumblebee well enough, but, you know, I'm not going to sit here and act like I'm some Transformer super fan. So, uh, yeah, not really. uh, Not really frothing at the mouth for yet another transformers movie i'm not against it existing i just you know it's just might not really be my thing but aubrey litchfield all that being said how was your trip to the movies
2: um it was okay i i took noah uh we went on a a me and noah date and he was really excited so of course we go with a blanket because he always brings a blanket and when i bought the tickets there was nobody but when we got there it was like pretty much sold out which was surprising and i actually heard that this movie beat out spider-man which doesn't seem right it,
0: it did by just about five million dollars i think it just beat it out
2: so weird well, it was That's so it weird. was
1: spider-man's second weekend too right
2: <laughs> well um, and other than that, I mean, it was fine. We got food at the bowling alley because there's bowling alley in our movie theater. Got food at the bowling alley, brought it into the movie. And then, of course, I have to go back and get popcorn because Noah's very bougie when he goes to the movies. He has to have everything just right. He is definitely a cinephile. He plans on working at the movie theaters when he's a teenager. Mm-hmm. So he, he needs just everything to be right. The blanket, the popcorn, the drink. Everything. So, I mean, it it was fine. We didn't really have any problems.
0: Awesome. Marcellus Reagans, what about you? I love that Noah is like kind of following in my footsteps. (laughs) So, (laughs) Noah. (laughs) He
2: he reminds me of you every time we go to the movies.
0: (laughs) So, Noah, when your friends ask you to do a podcast, say no. Just walk away. (laughs) Do your own thing, buddy. Uh, Uh, Or at least just don't commit to never taking a week off. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so yeah, my experience at the theaters, uh, you know, I was able to get tickets to the nice theater, the big theater with the comfy seats, uh, but you know, it being opening weekend and as Aubrey said, it opened number one. So it, you know, just killed. It made so much money this weekend. Everyone was at the theaters to see it. Uh, I was still able to get a couple of seats, uh, but they were like in, in the corner, right? Corner of the theater, which wouldn't be that bad. You know, me and my girlfriend sat, close to the screen before when we watched Spider-Man and it was fine. But this one we're on an edge and people just kept walking up and down the stairs through the entire movie, just a constant stream of people just walking. It was like grand central station. So I'll let you decide how that plays, uh, what that means for the movie (laughs) itself. If, if you're sitting in a theater watching like Avengers Endgame, no one is getting up. Everyone is glued to their seats. I'll, I'll let you figure out the rest. But uh, other than that, popcorn was good. Soda was good. Um, there was kids in the theater, which was nice because it's always good to have like the original fan base there. And they were having a great time. So, yeah, I, I think it was, you know, as as good of it a Transformers experience as I can get. You know, I didn't fall asleep or anything. So <laughs> there's that.
1: That's good. That is good. No, no uh, characters on screen had to describe to you what what the laws are for statutory rape. (laughs) Right.
0: Right. There was no close up of the Romeo
1: and Juliet law on screen. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus Christ. Oh, man. So the theater, huh? I uh, had a busy weekend, as I said, and I I have to get the showing in somewhere. You know, we talk about this all the time. You you have to fit in the showing of the movie at some point between – When it comes out on Thursday and when we record on Monday night at 6.15 p.m. So I knew that I was going to be busy all day Saturday and I wasn't going to have time to do anything I needed to get done for the weekend. So Sunday was going to be all errands and grocery shopping and laundry. So I'm like, when the fuck am I going to go see this movie? And then the party was over by like five ish, five or six ish. And I helped Jen clean up. And then I took a nap for like an hour and a half. And then I went to the movies at like 10 p.m. on Nice. Nice. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it, I thought it was pretty, pretty OK. Time at the movie theater It was pretty dead. And surprisingly, Mark, there was not many people there. I went to the regular theater I go to. And there's not too many people there. Yeah. And I'm sitting there. I'm, I got there in time. And I was watching movie and the trailers. And then a group of people comes in and I, I look at him. I'm like, no, it cannot be. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm pretty sure it was the same group of people that are always at the movies fucking talking I was, I was going to fucking lose it. And I was texting the kids and I'm because the movie had not started yet. So I, was, I texted the kids and I'm like, those fucking people are in the theater again. They're like, no way. No, no, no. And I'm like, that's it. We're switching home theaters. We're going to start going <laughs> to a different theater going forward because I can't get away from these people. And I don't know what happened. Like another large group came in just as the trailers were ending and sat behind those people. Yeah. And. I don't know what was going on, but those the the talking people didn't talk this time. They weren't on their phones. They didn't talk. So, I don't know what was going on, but I swear to God, it was those same people again. I was going to fucking lose it. But other than that, you know, just watched the movie and got up and left and went home. So.
2: Maybe they listened to the podcast and like, <laughs> man, Joey really missed. It. <laughs> I was
1: just about to say
0: they saw the uh, T public site. And it was like, oh, that guy, <laughs> that guy is here.
1: <laughs> Spider Man's here. <laughs> None of his co-hosts are Spider-Man, only him. As <laughs> <laughs> you know, me and Disney are boys, so you know. Of course, I do. I knew you were in their pocket. I knew. That's it. right. It was Disney shill. <laughs> 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 I wish I could pay my bills a lot easier. <laughs> They're sending me money. <laughs> There's this person I follow on Letterbox. And I swear to God, they get screeners and um, invites to like press screenings of like bigger movies, and. They they've never met a, a movie they didn't love. <laughs> of course, <laughs> it's like Lightyear five stars. <laughs> like, what? Ew. <laughs> it's all like that. Anything that comes came out, no matter how bad it is in real life, if they, if they got a screener or an invite to it, five out of five.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, it's probably just their. It's their version of like Comic Con or, or like you know, right. conventions. They're like, hey, as long as the studios are willing to let me go see it early.
1: That's all a recognition that they need. Don't bite the hands, that's right? <laughs> Keep that gravy train going. You, but then again, do you really want to be the guy in the commercial that's like, Titan AE <laughs> is this generation Star Wars? Uh, well, you know, uh, for a second I was going to be like, yes, but no. <laughs> well, to be fair. I don't know if uh, I could
2: ever be that person. <laughs>
1: Uh, o- almost 30 years later, I'm still quoting it. So maybe you do want to be that person. All right. So that, that was our uh, our trip to the movies. That's our fandom of Transformers. So you kind of know where we're coming from and how the environment was for watching it. Now it's time to go non-spoiler. Talk about what we thought about the movie. marcellus Reagan's non-spoiler. What were your thoughts on Transformers Rise of the Beasts?
0: So as we just established, I'm not really a big Transformers fan, I was really hoping that this was going to be okay. We are going to win over people who are not Transformers fans. Like we're going to introduce you to the world and give you all of the good stuff and let you know why this is such a beloved franchise. So, you know, I really wanted to like this movie and the entire movie I'm like I want to like it. I want to like it. And it's not bad. It's not a horrible movie by any stretch, but it I just couldn't connect to it and they didn't really reach out. It didn't feel like they reached out their intentions to get me aboard the, the Transformers franchise. It felt a little bit like watching Super Mario again. It's like, you know what it is, just shut up and enjoy it. We, you know We're not going to explain anything to you. Just, you know what this is, put, eat your popcorn and shut up. And I wanted a little bit more, you know, introduction to it or a little bit more like I wanted them to hold my hand, basically, through the Transformers franchise. Instead, they were like, "Shut up! You watch Beast Wars as a kid. Watch this."
1: All right, Aubrey Litchfield, what did you think?
2: I agree with Mark. I I do wish that they explained a little bit more, like about Beast Wars and and why there's some Transformers that are cars, and then there's some Transformers that are animals, and and you know, you you go into this with blind and you're not going to know anything that's going on
1: Uh, well let me just jump in there as someone that watched the stuff way back in the day when it first started like i said i did watch the cartoon the conceit aubrey is supposed to be now i don't know what the hell has happened in the intervening 30 something years but the uh the conceit is supposed to be the autobots look like cars because they're trying to blend in they're in disguise (laughs)
2: <laughs> well i i the got that
1: were like household items like a cassette player or a gun
2: i thought it was really funny when they used the more than me it's the eye line so like they have those little easter eggs and stuff that like people that have a working knowledge of transformers they get it but you you're going into this they're not going to explain a damn thing this is a is just a continuation of the millions of other movies that they've already made. They're not going to go back on anything for you. And I don't know. It just, it, it it was okay. It wasn't great. It I'm, there are parts that I like about it, which I'll save for that, but it, it was okay. I didn't hate it. Okay.
1: All right. Well, um, you know, what I want to say is that in the last three weeks that we've gone to movies, I think I've seen two out of three weeks the most fucking stupidest movies I have seen in a long time. Uh, Fast X was mind-numbingly dumb, and this is just as stupid, if not worse. But it is worse, because at least I had fun watching Fast X. Um, This is just borderline incomprehensible, and what you can comprehend is absolutely... Mentally challenged. It is just stupid. I I don't want to get into spoilers and we'll, <laughs> we'll have a lot to talk about in spoilers, but I just, I don't know, man. I think this is the closest I've felt to the back to back weeks of Lightyear and Jurassic world dominion. I think, and I think about halfway through this movie, I was just like, maybe it should be life before pod. <laughs> <laughs> like what, what are we doing with our, our lives right now? Like, why am I watching this? Like, why is there a bird talking to a car? You know, the best part is you like
0: busted your ass to get to the theater. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: do. I, I, I've said it a hundred million times on the show. I will grind myself into sawdust for this podcast. It's my hobby. I love it. It's so much fun. But sometimes it's like, woof. It reminds me of being in a band. Sometimes. So a lot of it reminds me of being in a band. Um, but. You know, you practice and you're just like, oh, this is great. I'm so excited. We're going to play a show. And you go through all this effort to get yourself up to like somewhere like an hour and a half away and and get to the show. And there's like three people and somebody's (laughs) dog and they don't give a flying fuck if you murdered yourself on stage or if you played. And then you go home and you're like, why did I just waste all that time (laughs) doing that? That's how I feel uh, having watched Transformers Rise of Beasts. It just it just it felt like nothing. I felt nothing. But the only way to continue discussing it is with spoilers. So, Marcellus, please drop the drop. And let's spoil Transformers Rise of the Beasts.
2: Uh, I've got some spoilers. One clear spoiler:
1: Here's a spoiler. Yeah, you will die alone. <laughs> All right, guys, we're going to do what we always do. And we're going to start off with things that we liked. So Marcellus Reagans, please give us some things you liked about this movie. All right. I think it could
0: definitely be said that the best thing about this movie is the soundtrack. There are some amazing needle drops in here, especially if you love 90s hip hop. It's just fantastic. So the soundtrack, number one, best thing about this movie. Uh, I actually liked the villain, uh, the main villain, Scourge. Uh, I actually thought he was an intimidating villain. Like I didn't realize it was Peter Dinklage uh, as the voice of him, but he was like very menacing. I'm like, oh, I like this dude. I want to see him like kick some ass. Uh, He doesn't really. (laughs) Uh, I liked uh, Toby in Wigway, who is uh, another artist who I didn't realize he can act. Like I've seen his music videos, didn't know he was an actor. I thought he actually brought the right amount of humor to the movie. He was eating Twizzlers and all that stuff. I thought he was like okay. He gets to be in a big Hollywood movie he's actually going to he's gonna represent. So I thought he was actually pretty good. I did like the fight scenes. One of the issues that I had with the Michael Bay Transformers movies is that robot on robot action and you just can't tell what the hell is going on. It's just like mm-hmm. CGI mess. Like who cares about any of this? So at least with this one and with Bumblebee, the action is a lot easier to to decipher. You can see who is doing what. Uh, So that I enjoyed. I thought I was going to get lost. I didn't get lost. Uh, There's a scene where, where, oh, spoilers, Bumblebee dies at the beginning (laughs) of the movie, but uh, he comes back at the end. He gets resurrected. Rise of Skywalker style. So So he can play uh, LL Cool J. Yes. That was (laughs) one of the best hero entrances in a movie I've seen in a while. Probably the second best thing in the movie is Bumblebee big return to the to the fight i thought that was really cool i i really enjoyed that um and i like the actors i don't think script. well i don't think the script gave them enough but i actually like the actors uh trying to do the best they can with what they were given it's really not good what they're given but i appreciate the i appreciate them trying
1: to do something um, yeah. Other than that, that's pretty much it. <laughs> All right. All right, Aubrey. Not only did you have to go see it, but you saw it with your son. So what are some positives that you got out of this movie?
2: He really loved it. So that kind of hyped up a lot of things that I would have been more miserable about. So I think that his attitude towards it made the movie better, in my opinion.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I really enjoyed Bumblebee. That return scene was amazing. I I enjoyed the actors in this, the actors in the in the voice actors, I think that everybody did a really good job, like Mark said with what they had. You, you have Michelle Yao in this, you have uh, Peter Dinklage. and they all did a really good job graphically, per usual. I mean it, it looks good. You don't make the tra- they don't make the transformers look cheesy at all, which I think is commendable. I really liked the scenery of everything too, the landscapes and, and like I don't know if they had it at you guys' movie, but in the beginning they talked about how the they actually like went to these places to film. So that was really cool to see. And um I like the little brother. I thought he was really funny. Wow. I like all the little the little quips and everything in the Easter eggs, like at the end you have G.I. Joe and and the more that meets the eye line was really cool to hear and, and the soundtrack. Yeah.
1: All right. Um, nice. what do I have for positives in this movie? Um, I did like the human characters. I thought, uh, Anthony Ramos as Noah was a really good audience surrogate character. His storyline was interesting. And, and I thought, he did a good job at, as being the person that you have to follow throughout the movie. I think that, say anything you want about the Michael Bay movies, I think the, one of the feelings of them is that Shia LaBeouf sucks and then you <laughs> trade him in for Marky Mark. I mean, like you, you don't want to yeah. cheer for those people.
2: That reminded me of the the line from Mirage where he's like, did you hear that Marky Mark's leaving the funky bunch? And I thought that that was a
1: pretty cool <laughs> nod too. I normally in a movie like this, I, I am going to always err on the side of being like, well, did we need to pay all this money to celebrity voice actors? Cause you know, you probably could have cut 20 to 30 million off the budget by removing all of those <laughs> voice actors um, that you are paying for that are all celebrities and getting someone else But uh, I will say that, strangely enough, Pete Davidson did a fantastic job as Mirage. Sure. Um, He had a
2: really good attitude for Mirage. So
1: this is now the second movie we've seen, Mark, with Pete Davidson where we didn't dislike him in it. Yeah, I knew you were going to bring that up.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Does this mean we like Pete Davidson? (laughs) Uh, He has his moments. I'm not sure if Transformers is one of them, but he has his moments.
1: Yeah, he's... Been in a couple of decent movies, and he banged Kim Kardashian, right? So good for him. Good for him, man. Um, yeah, I mean, I think um, the action scenes, like you said, Mark, are much better. Sh- the action scenes are better shot than the previous movies because you can follow what's going on. Um, when they fight Scourge on the museum lawn, like you can tell what's happening. You're not just like, I, I think I'm having a seizure. And the, you know they had some nice locations and stuff like that. So, you know that's really about it. <laughs> <laughs> but there are going to be things that you disliked. I have many, but I'll, I'll let you guys talk about it first. Mark Ellis, what are the things you didn't? Oh, let me go back before I do that. Uh, the soundtrack, obviously, amazing. It was like uh, being back in eighth grade through, uh, say, my sophomore year of high school. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like Black Sheep, Tribe Called Quest, uh, Wu-Tang, uh, just a lot of really good songs that I knew all the words to, so I was rapping. Diggable Planets? Come on, bro. Yeah, right? <laughs> uh, I, that's such a great song. I don't think they have like any other songs that are even remotely popular, but just that one song, they just like knocked it out of the park. <laughs> so, good for them. But yeah, I mean, great soundtrack. So now we're going to talk about things we didn't like. Marcellus Reagans, please tell us some things you did not like about this movie.
0: This movie has a lot of ingredients to be like a really cool movie, like a really cool idea of a movie, man and machine not getting along, but working together for a common threat. You know, I I, the ingredients are there, but this script is so basic. (laughs) Like if you if you have seen any movie in your life, you know what the next line is going to be out of these actors mouths as soon as they as soon as they start talking.
1: So, they will all are one. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so I could not get over like how basic the script was. It's like we got to get the thing. These guys got to get the thing. Oh, here they are. We got to fight them. They took the thing. We got to get the thing back. Like it was just like I had to turn my brain off like way more than I use that I usually have to do it for these type of movies. So that was a little disappointing. Uh, There was no character development. Like they put the seeds of of uh, Noah's character there. He was a military guy. He's a good, he's good with electronics, uh, but he's also, you know, a person that, you know, sells broken cable boxes and gets into Grand Theft Auto. So, you know, there's, there's seeds of him being, a starting off one way and ending it another way. And I don't think the script did a good job with him at all. Actually, I think the script is just horrible
1: um, all around. Well, I think it's a testament to how charismatic of an actor or he is that he's still a positive to the movie with it being such a shitty script
0: yes exactly he he was able to bring uh, again he was able to work with what he had which wasn't a lot um i did like him calling the uh the robot in peru racist or when a when robot called him racist he's like how's that racist your robot i thought that was actually pretty funny i did not like the little brother at all i did not think that little brother added anything to the story whatsoever uh, his line readings were just like so cheesy I and mean, he's he's just like you're noah, you're amazing and I'm like oh come on the uh surprise ending of the recruitment that you see coming a mile away I'm like that's just weak and that's how they ended no like uh nothing cool just like a warehouse with a half built ship <laughs> and they're like, we have something really cool coming. You can't tell from this empty warehouse, but something's coming. Something really awesome is gonna be on the way. Come on, man. And it didn't feel like there was any kind of consequences to any of the the Transformers at all. You know what I mean? Like it just I I couldn't root for them. I didn't feel for them. And I just could not connect to any of them as characters. So if I don't connect to them as characters, I really couldn't give a crap about what happens to them. And it feels like nothing happened to them at all. I, and it sucks because, you know, the scene where Noah gets the suit and he's, like, part robot, he gets, like, the Iron Man suit, so he's part human, part Transformer, and him and Optimus Prime are, like, teaming up and kicking ass. Like, that's, that's cool stuff, but you don't give a shit about the character, so it doesn't really matter. And the story doesn't really give you anything good to get you to that point, so it doesn't really matter. But the seeds are there. So, yeah, this movie is just a disappointment on what I think a good Transformers movie could be. All right. Aubrey Litchfield, how about things you didn't
1: like?
2: Um, I didn't like the the suit scene where he gets a suit. I don't know. Just, that part did feel cheesy to me. I don't really like the look of it either. I didn't really understand why and how that could happen. So I didn't. I thought it was stupid. I don't ever feel afraid of Unicron. And I think that that makes the movie kind of suck a little bit because you're like, Man, Scourge is scarier than Unicron at this point. And you can tell me what he does, but I haven't seen anything that he does. So why should I care? Why should I care that he says he's going to devour this, this planet? I don't really feel like they represented that well enough. I the the story is very disjointed. It it kind of makes it like it's just it doesn't maybe it's the writing. And like you guys were saying, the writing and, the, and the, the screenplay of it all isn't very good. So I don't know. And it didn't really feel like a 90s vibe to me either. It's like they threw a 90s soundtrack on it and called it a 90s era movie. But nobody really looked like they were dressed from the 90s. I didn't really get the 90s feel to it. It just didn't. it was very lackluster and it it's not I don't, I don't know how so many people have seen are going to see this like <laughs> that still blows my mind that it beat out Spider-Man because it just I don't get it. It's like the millionth Transformers movie. Why is this so popular right now?
0: It's got Beast what? Wars in it. That's why you, you say you put Beast Wars <laughs> in the title and Transformers fans will show up in droves congratulations <laughs> but
2: there was barely any beast wars <laughs> it's, it's, it's just like a lot of them running through the city and car chases and then they travel and then they find the the beasts and there's really no like wh- how is this a beast war in the first place when you still have Optimus Prime fighting scourge? to get the key to go back to Cybertron and Unicron's coming down to take in the planet like that nothing about this movie seemed to be a Beast Wars movie <laughs> it's just like we have a Transformers movie and oh guess what they're they're going to have a very minor role in it
1: <laughs> it's coming up coming up soon oh god <laughs> all right let me ask you guys some questions why are the Autobots Made to look like cars, which we kind of answered earlier. They're supposed to be disguising themselves as vehicles so they right. don't get detected as giant robots yep. in human Earth, right? Right. Okay. Why do the Maximals look like animals from Earth before they come to Earth? Because
0: in their universe, the animals are like walking and talking like, you know, like like the Lion King. In their universe, animals are the, you know, the grand whatever. The, the, the top of the pyramid. So they just look like animals.
2: Maybe they're just evolved animals.
1: Uh, I'm just saying, like, they live in a whole other planet that you need a magical key to travel to Earth, but they all look like Earth animals. <laughs> so we're just supposed to believe this on this planet that uh, all animals evolved ex- exactly the same as on Earth. There's just no humans. Yes. It's yes. like
0: a uh, planet of the apes, but okay. different animals, not just apes.
1: Okay. um, So if... Dominic Fishback and the guy from Hamilton weren't there. How were the Transformers supposed to use the control console that's human sized on the thing that summons Unicron? Uh <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> like who built this? <laughs> like you, know, you you have the magical key and you can be like we have the key and it magically builds a tower that summons Unicron, but you can't control anything because this fucking made the controls for ants. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Why did um the girl do the technology thing when Noah is supposed to be the one that's good at technology?
0: She's good at
1: old ruins and languages. Yeah, she knew the ruins, but uh. um, she didn't know the technology, I guess. I don't know. Why did they have in peru a parade and they're like oh we can't go down there and drive through the parade you guys are going to have to sneak in and then they sneak in and then all of a sudden they're like the scourge is here and they immediately start driving everywhere through all the streets of peru where'd the parade go
2: it was done
1: (laughs) they're sneaking around but they're also
0: having a giant epic battle of shit falling (laughs) from the sky and the the ground being
1: destroyed yeah they're Uh, like we we can't we have to stay in disguise in this parade in Peru. We're also going to run across the building top. <laughs> 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 Why did the Transformers in this movie have zero fucks given about
2: like. Continued.
1: Monu- well, yeah, but like monuments or important places. They're just like, oh, these beautiful mountains and hills of Peru. And there's like some sort of like ancient buildings here. We're going to roll around all over them and smash <laughs> them. <laughs>
2: They don't understand the importance of American art and history.
1: Here's a uh, museum that we're going to absolutely obliterate, filled with like dinosaur bones and stuff. Hey, man. (laughs) Cars turn into robots and things blow up. That's it. (laughs) That's all it does. Why is it that Mirage couldn't see in his brother's window, so he had to stand on a car that set off a car alarm, and then a few seconds later, he's tall enough to be able to see him standing on the fire escape directly outside of his window and the car he stood on is gone. <laughs> God damn it.
0: Uh, how did they do that in New York city in 1990s and no one <laughs> sticks their head out the window? Like what the hell's
1: going on out there? That's what I'm saying there's a, there's a lot of just nonsense in this movie and, and I think the script is horrendous. Um, you're, you guys are right. Like it doesn't, it doesn't take five seconds to explain anything that's happening. It just assumes that you know everything about transformers. And it almost felt like, um, I talk about it a lot on this podcast, but you remember the movie Warcraft that we watched? Yes. People would just show up and they'd be like, it's blah, 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 son of blah, 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 blah. And you're just like, I have no fucking idea what anyone is talking about. And they, everyone just goes with it. Like that was what this movie was like. It was like like the Predacons and Decepticons and Terracons from maximal land or blah, 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 blah. Like, what are they talking about? Like what is happening right now? Oh, how do you have a cast of like eight robots and you can't keep track of any of them? <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't even tell you what half the characters names are. And there's probably eight robots in the entire movie. Yeah. yeah. So it, in the end, it's just bad. And, and why does I know,
2: RC look like she has a person on her?
1: Uh, it's because she's a, a motorcycle. <laughs> right. So she has like a hologram of a person. So it doesn't like there's just a motorcycle driving on its own. <laughs>
2: That makes sense. Yeah.
1: Why couldn't she just been any other vehicle to not have to have that? I don't know. Because there's no person hologram driving any of the other vehicles. It's just that one. So why couldn't she just been a different vehicle?
0: Because we got to sell pink motorcycles, man. Come on. <laughs>
1: what's wrong with you? <laughs> She's always been a pink motorcycle. I'm just saying. It's just like, come <laughs> on, man. Like You could track the action. You can see it. You can watch it. You can see what's happening. Um, But at the same time, it, it all felt really bland. I think as bad as the action in the Michael Bay movies is when it's happening with the robots. I think that there's a certain flair to the way he shoots movies that is completely <laughs> missing here. <laughs> there's just I single like shot, so many explosions, but it's not just explosions. It's like certain ways things are framed and shots. I'm not trying to act like he's some auteur that like, you know, is on the level of like Tarantino or something, but like, there's a certain vibe to those movies and the way they look and the way the camera almost like kind of caresses and is in love with the action that this doesn't have. (laughs) Like the battle of Chicago at the end of dark of the moon is better than the entirety of this movie.
0: (laughs) Uh, That's, you, you know, you do have a point, but you can't have it both ways. You know, I know,
1: I know, I know that I know. And I, I, I think if there was a way to mix the two, I think it would be perfection. But a lot of the action here just feels sterile. Like that whole end action scene when they're storming the tower, it's transformers running on a gray field, <laughs> nothing in the background, you know, blah, blah, blah. It just, it just felt so rote and generic. It feels a lot like, uh, uncharted. I feel a lot like that. Like this is a movie that's going to be on TV on the tr- TV at the gym when you're on the treadmill for the rest of your life, you will see like 30 minutes of this, 45 minutes of this for the rest of your life while you're running on the treadmill at the gym. And, that, and you'll never think twice about it. Like, I don't get the praise. This is the best Transformers movie ever. The best since the first one. The best Transformers have ever been. I, I don't get it. I, I just don't get it. I, I can't. I don't understand why we have to keep having Bumblebee can't talk. That was cute in the first movie. Um, It's not cute. 17 years later, like I'm done with that. <laughs> I just, I can't handle it. It's, it's, it's not fun or funny. It's just obnoxious at this point. And the whole stick where, is it a reboot? Is it a sequel? Is it a prequel? And they won't commit to anything is even worse. So, you know, you watch Bumblebee, what do you get for a tie into Bumblebee in this movie guys? Um, when, When Bumblebee is like, oh, you know, humans
0: are nice, or when his radio says humans are nice, and Optimus Prime is like, just because one human was nice to you doesn't mean they're all nice.
1: Yeah. That was one throwaway line
0: (laughs) where he's (laughs) like, just because Haley Steinfeld's hot doesn't mean that,
1: you know, we shouldn't kill humans. But
0: I, I needed that. I needed that throwaway line just so I can be like, okay, so this is a sequel to Bumblebee.
1: Now I know where I am. Right. Well, I mean, and I appreciate even that much, but Jesus, you know, like ju- just reboot people, movies reboot all the time. I don't know why you're clinging to the franchise that had uh revenge of the fallen and <laughs> uh, the last night and age of extinction. They're like, Oh, we don't want to alienate the last night fans. I-, I don't know. I just, it mostly just, the issue with this movie is that it feels generic as fuck. And then the action is just very sterile and stale. And you know, it's also really dumb. So like you have a gorilla and an eagle talking to a giant robot in the jungles of Peru. And that sounds amazing, but it's not. <laughs> <laughs> it's really not. It's very boring. I, 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 It's the weirdest thing I can say to you is that a movie where a giant eagle and a giant gorilla talk to a truck that turns into a robot is boring. <laughs> hey, at least one of them didn't do the Lombada. So that's right. That. that's right. That's right. But yeah, I just uh, and and you know the after credits scene to me is is the worst thing I've ever seen. I'm a huge GI Joe fan. Uh, it's like I said, one of my three pillars of stuff I loved as a kid. I still buy the fucking toys as we speak. I have a three hundred and something dollar his tank pre ordered. I'm waiting to come in. Like I, I love GI Joe, and, and they've had two terrible movies. And I, I don't know if well, three actually, cause snake eyes was bad too. Right. I don't know if it's doable in live action in, at all, to be honest with you, but this certainly wasn't the way. And I, 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 I was dying Mark when you were saying it, because he's like, we've got something cool to show you. And it's just an empty fucking warehouse <laughs> with an ugly spaceship that doesn't have anything to do with GI Joe. It was not an iconic Joe vehicle. Yep. So like, it's just like, what is that? You know, like there's a lot of different GI Joe vehicles that are iconic. You could have put in there. If it was going to be CG anyway, why, why can't you put a Skyhawk or a, um, a Tomahawk chopper, like anything down there that, that a, a shark, like something that would, you saw it and you were like, Oh, like you would kind of like some people would get it before he flipped the cart over. You know what I mean? Yeah.
0: yeah. And they presented it that way too. It was a slow reveal. Like, oh look at this and i'm waiting for like someone in the audience to be like oh my god look at that and nothing it, yeah you don't know what it is until he flips the card around and it's like oh pff, duh but it was stupid and i will be
1: on records i, I hate i hate gi joe and transformers being in the same universe i hate it i <laughs> hated it since i was a kid they, they, they break each other's continuity it doesn't make any sense at all and G.I. Joe is, is does not make a lot of sense anyway. And Transformers don't make a lot of sense, but they certainly don't make sense together. Uh, you know, you can make a conceit like Thor. The Dark World is happening in England while Iron Man is dealing with something else somewhere else. But like in what world does a government have a highly specialized force that they don't use to investigate or go after giant robots who are also fighting and brawling throughout <laughs> cities? It just, it doesn't work. They do not work in the same universe together. Like if you want to do something where a magic portal opens and they have an adventure together. Yeah. Cool. You, you know, like uh, to take those two franchises and mush them together. doesn't really work. Um, and the weird thing is I think in the first two or three Michael Bay movies, they had like, was Tyrese in those movies?
0: Yeah. Tyrese and, uh, Josh Dumel. They had a whole military okay. team.
1: I was going to say they were, they had like a military squad that yeah. was kind of like their handlers or something. The, that works as G.I. Joe, I guess. But it, the, the the G.I. Joe and Cobra storyline just somehow smooshed into the same world as Transformers does not work at all. And I hate it. So I guess if this is the only way we're going to get a G.I. Joe movie again, so be it. But I don't need another G.I. Joe movie. I, I'm perfectly fine with that one because they've all been shit. So, uh, yeah, after credit scene didn't do anything for me. I just think the movie's dumb and it's not fun. Dumb. That's, that's the biggest problem for me. It's just, it's just not fun. It felt like a slog feels sterile. And yeah, I love the, I love the soundtrack, you know, but Aubrey's right. Like that was pretty much it for nineties was, they were like, uh, let me go on Spotify and put on nineties hip hop soundtrack. (laughs) That was it. The characters didn't have cell phones. If you, if you give everybody a cell phone in this movie, you, you could, and take out the soundtrack. You, it could be set, a year ago. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. So, I mean, it just, some of the stuff in here is infuriating, but yeah, I just wasn't a big fan. I think fast X is a better movie than this. I think fast X is, is dumb, but it's fun where this is dumb and it's just a an endurance test. So I was not a fan at all, but the only thing left to do is to give it a score. So let's get at it. Zero to five, five being the best, zero being the worst. What do you got for Transformers Rise of the Beasts, Marcellus Reagans?
0: I'm going to give this a two and a half because it's, you know, it's all right, I guess. It's, <laughs> I didn't feel like, you know, I didn't feel betrayed or anything. You know, it's OK. And, you know, at the end of the movie for well, for one thing, when Bumblebee came back, Half the theater applauded. So, you know, it it worked. It was a crowd-pleasing moment. Uh, as we were leaving the theater, little kids were in front of us. And they were like, oh, my God, they love that movie. So, you know, it worked for the audience that it was supposed to work for. So I can't fault it too bad. But, yeah, I wish it was a lot better. So I'm giving it a two and a half.
1: All right. Aubrey Litchfield, what do you got? I,
2: too, am going to give it a two and a half.
1: Oh, great. Well, I am going to go for a one and a half. That's I, about think, fair. I think I think mean, I'm gonna I'm bumping it up from just a one because like I said I really liked the main character's actor in his performance not necessarily the scripting of his character but I liked him mm-hmm. and I it, I would be insistent that if there's a sequel this he should be in it um, but who knows because Haley Steinfeld ain't walking through that door fans you know I think I like the soundtrack so <laughs> like, but I could have sat, stayed home and listened to you know black sheep on my phone and (laughs) saved about 12 bucks so um but yeah soundtrack was cool you know had some decent scenes here and there like the main actor but there's not much here man if a transformers movie is making me miss michael bay there is an issue so one and a half out of five i
2: think if you're gonna watch it you should watch it with somebody that loves transformers. Cause I feel like that kind of hypes it up a little bit.
1: You can cuddle with cowboy rich. <laughs> I was and, uh, Watch it together.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: I was just
1: about to
2: say <laughs> that. Where's, just watching it.
0: Where's cowboy <laughs> rich at? He's he, I'm sure he gave
1: it a six out of five somewhere in the theater, wearing a child sized, small t-shirt watching it as we speak. So. <laughs> <laughs> we love you rich. All right. Well, that is our review. That's our scores. Maybe we got it right. Maybe we got it wrong. Hit us up on social media and let us know what you think now we are going to wrap it up before we tap it up. We're going to get some recommendations for the listeners out there. Aubrey Lichfield, what do you got?
2: Uh, I don't know if I recommended this last week. I can't remember. But uh, Shiny Happy I, – actually, I think it did. But Shiny Happy People is on Amazon Prime. And I just finished it. And it is, it's – you know, there's something about faults and that psychological aspect that's super fascinating to me. And this talks about the Duggars and um, fundamentalism and everything like that. And it, it's only four episodes, but super interesting.
0: All right. Marcellus Reggins what about you? Well, I actually went to the movies twice this weekend. What? Yeah. I went one for the podcast, Pop Before Life, uh, to see Transformers. But then I went back to to go watch Spider-Man again because it's freaking amazing. So uh, yeah, my recommendation is, you know, if you want to help bring Spider-Man back to number one, (laughs) get Transformers out of here. Uh, If you haven't seen Spider-Man across the Spider-Verse, go see it, it's absolutely amazing. Uh, Second time around, still amazing, still emotional. Uh, Still, I feel like if not the best movie of the year, definitely one of the top three best movies of the year. and I also want to recommend if you did not get a chance to go see Fast X in a theater, it's now available at home. So That's you could—you right. <laughs> you don't even have to leave your couch. You could just, you know, get your Nintendo Wii steering wheel <laughs> and sit on couch and watch Fast X at home. It's a little pricey, but, you know, it, it'll save you a little time. Considering we just talked about this movie like three weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty amazing that's already available on home i liked it it's dumb but it's it's better than part nine uh and it's fun much better than uh, transformers anyway definitely i will Our- say
2: noah is also going to see spider-man again yes uh with his dad this upcoming week so <laughs> if, if that i mean he's adding to the the bottom dollar
1: <laughs> every little bit helps that's right <laughs> Well, I will recommend that you go to sowizardpodcast.com, where you can find the podcast every week. Links to all our social media accounts on the right-hand side of the page. Links to all our video and Patreon content as well at sowizardpodcast.com. Don't forget to subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, Good Pods, or just about anywhere under the sun you find podcasts. We'll be there check out our aforementioned YouTube channel. There's hours of free exclusive content there. Uh, Adams just dropped some new movie reviews. There's exclusive reviews of the Robert England documentary that just dropped on Screenbox. Uh, he just dropped a review for the new movie, mad Heidi. So go check them out on our YouTube channel. And of course our Patreon, where you can monetarily support the show and get extra exclusive content at patreon.com backslash. So was podcast. And I will recommend if you're in our area, Head out to the Royal, (laughs) the Royal Plaza Trade Center at 181 Royal Plaza Drive West in Marlborough, Massachusetts for Contropolis M.A. That's right, guys. A new concept in Comic Cons from the creators of Rhode Island Comic Con. It's coming June 16th, 17th and 18th. Myself and Adam will be there on the 17th. So you can seek us out and uh, say hi. And we'll be getting a whole bunch of content and stuff for you as well. And then that weekend, you know, why not make it just a whole weekend and go see The Flash? Because that, my friends, we will be reviewing next week on the podcast. But that is going to do it for episode number 462 of the So Wizard podcast. I have been your host, Joey DiCarlo, and my co-host, the queen of all Choke Slams, Aubrey Litchfield.
2: I will also be at Awesome Con. I forgot about that.
1: <laughs> well, there you go. So if you're you're at a con somewhere this weekend, we might be there. And the expert, Mr. Marquis Marcellus
0: Reagan. Yeah, I'm going to be at uh, Pineapple Con this weekend. No, I'm just kidding. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not going anywhere. Uh, everybody, have yourself a great week and Wakanda
1: forever. We'll see you guys next week for The Flash. Good journey.